And yes, we were expecting, anticipating an announcement from the Ontario government today regarding a vaccine certificate program. That, though, apparently not happening. Not happening today, anyways. So we continue to sit and to wait. And for more on vaccine certificates, let's welcome in Dr. Catherine Smart, president of the Canadian Medical Association, who joins us now on Global News Radio. Dr. Smart, good afternoon. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. All right. How concerned is the CMA that Ontario and several other provinces still don't have a vaccine certificate system in place? I think we're very concerned because what's clear is jurisdictions that have adopted vaccine certificates, British Columbia, Quebec, have seen a massive uptake in people registering to be vaccinated against COVID-19. And in other jurisdictions, what we're seeing is those rates plateau or in places actually decline. It's very clear we're deep into this fourth wave and we know that vaccination is one of the key ways to get out of it and keep as many people safe as possible. In Ontario, we know in the absence so far of a uh, province-wide system, we have heard uh, individual public health units that they are all all considering sort of taking this on themselves and uh, coming up with their own vaccine uh, program or vaccine certification uh, system. Is that something the Canadian Medical Association uh, would back or endorse? Or do you think that individual health units kind of going it alone or out on their own, is that only going to add to the confusion? I think what we're really calling on is for politicians to work together to put something in place that all Canadians can use that's reliable and meets a national standard. I think it's clear we're moving in that direction. I think we know that a patchwork of various types of certificates is going to be confusing and less reliable. And I think, you know, it's what we need is that leadership to come up with one tool that can be used everywhere so that it's consistent and can be replicated. Yeah, when you mention a national standard or talk about that, is there a role for the federal government to play here? I know we're in the midst of an election uh, campaign, so it's not something that's going to happen until after September 20th. But does the federal government need to come up with some sort of national standard here for all Canadians? I think ideally we would see federal leadership in this particular issue. I mean, we've already heard talk of requiring a vaccine passport for domestic travel. We know it's likely coming for international travel. So I think it makes sense that we would have one tool that all Canadians can use. It can be interoperable between provinces and territories. And I think the people best situated to lead that type of effort would be the federal government working, of course, in collaboration with the provinces and territories. Okay, when you talk about one tool, what would that look like? And has the CMA looked at other jurisdictions and around the world? Is there anybody that's kind of doing this and doing it right? I think what we've seen is digital tools obviously are very effective and quick. Things like QR codes that link to a website, that's a a tool that most people can use. Of course, we need to also think about people who may not have access to a cell phone. So I think there needs to be a secondary type of document that may be paper-based so that people aren't excluded. But those types of tools, something on your phone, an app that's effective, it's efficient, it's able to ensure privacy. And we've, we've seen examples of that. There's one right now in Quebec. And I think these are the types of ideas that we should be pursuing. All right, because as it stands uh, right now, the uh, current situation, uh, we've got, uh, you know, some vaccine uh, certificate programs or uh, standards in place in some provinces uh, they might differ from province to province, and there's other provinces, Ontario included, as of uh, today, that still does not have one. And uh, th- this patchwork, uh, this just cannot uh, continue as far as the CMA is uh, concerned? 
No, I think, you know, it's from our view, it's time to get on with it. You know, we are suggesting decisions that are based in science, not politics. And what's clear is vaccine certificates work. They're effective tools. They drive up vaccine uptake. That's what we need. So I think it's time for everyone to get together and make this happen. All right. Joined on the line by Dr. Catherine Smart, president of the Canadian Medical Association. And uh, Dr. Smart, I also wanted to talk to you this afternoon about the fourth wave, which, of course, we're in the midst of right now. And there are some reports that we are seeing a bit of a shift when it comes to this uh, fourth wave, that the uh, caseload, of course, early on in the pandemic uh, was really affecting the elderly. And we know just the devastating effect it had on long term care. But that's now shifted to young people. Yes, absolutely. And again, that comes back to what we were just talking about, you know, vaccination rates in the elderly in long term care in a lot of places is above 90, 95%. The lowest rates of vaccine in this country are in people under 40. In some places, it's as low as 50%. And what we know is the Delta variant is very good at finding unvaccinated groups and getting in there and spreading rapidly due to how contagious it is. And that's absolutely why we're seeing a shift to that younger demographic. So to increase the vaccination rates in the younger demographic, in young people, do you think vaccine uh, certificates, again, back to those, but, uh, you know, if you're not allowed to get into your favorite nightclub or uh, go to a uh, restaurant, that that is going to incentivize younger people to get the vaccine and get those numbers up? Absolutely. I think that it will, because I think what we're saying as a community is, you know, we know we all want to be together. We want to get our lives back. We want to avoid lockdowns. We want to do those social things together. And what we're saying is to do those things safely, you should be vaccinated. And we hope that that's something that will motivate people that want to get their lives back to make that decision to be vaccinated, not only for their own safety, but for the safety of their communities and using a tool like vaccine certificates to signal that this is important to us as a population, I think gets those people motivated and hopefully gets them out and gets them vaccinated. Yeah. Just finally, what does this uh, tell us? This a shift in uh, caseload to uh, younger people when it comes to the uh, Delta variant, it's a uh, transmission. And obviously it also speaks to what we were just talking about, vaccination rates and just how the vaccine uh, d- does work, because we've got such a uh, great vaccination rate now in our elderly and in long term care. And uh, thankfully, it's not hitting uh, that area as hard as it did uh, the first time around. Yeah, absolutely. There's no question the vaccine is safe and effective, especially when you look at things like preventing hospitalization and especially admissions to critical care. We know the Delta variant is very contagious. It's much more contagious than the original strain of COVID. And it's also more serious. It increases hospitalization rates by about double compared to the original strain of COVID. So that's why it's so important that people turn out and get vaccinated. You know, right now, hospitals that are filling up, they're filling up with younger people. And that's a really, really scary prospect. Yeah. Can you just update us uh, just finally here on where hospitalizations stand, uh, maybe in the province uh, here in Ontario and Canada overall, because that obviously is a crucial number and a crucial figure that we're watching uh, very closely right now. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, of of course, the rates are different everywhere. But what we are definitely seeing is an uptick in hospitalizations and ICU admissions with people with COVID. And, you know, when you look at the data from across Canada, about 97% of people who are in ICU with COVID are not vaccinated. So these are preventable ICU admissions. These are beds that are filling up with people that didn't have to be there and also potentially taking resources away from other people experiencing illness. So I think, you know, the impact on the healthcare system is another thing that Canadians need to think about. We need those beds available for people that have other things, you know, traumas, complications, 
all the elective surgeries that are being cancelled. This is the broader impact of choosing not to be vaccinated at this point in the pandemic. All right. Some sobering stats to be sure. Dr. Smart, really appreciate the time with us this afternoon. Thanks as always. Thanks for having me. There goes Dr. Catherine Smart, president of the Canadian Medical Association. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.